Team Coach Gary here. You probably know me best from my long-running column in Masonry Magazine, Full Contact Project Management. And this podcast is an extension and expansion of that column. Each month, the podcast will have an audio version of my magazine column, Lessons on Marketing and also Project Management, specifically for masonry contractors. And this episode of the Brick and Block podcast features the first project management lesson for masonry PMs. Next month, we'll be going through my book, Get Paid for a Change, which will take several installments to cover it. This month, I want to give you something that you can put to work immediately. It's a strategy all about setting up your project for success. In effect, it's a preemptive strike. So listen to this at least a couple of times. Take notes. This will make you money, so pay attention. Okay, team, hang on, listen up, and prepare to move ahead. And now, 10 great big things, or the PM's preemptive strike. Every PM can use a quick tune-up on technique. Now, here's a short list of 10 things you can and should look at right now and it's called 10 great big things and it's also known as the pm's preemptive strike number one an attitude of confidence and competence teach this in your organization our attitude is hey we've been doing this for years we have the best people we have the best equipment and we use the best materials we know what we're doing you are lucky to have us all of our people are thoroughly experienced and when you teach this and your field people buy into it it will allow them to almost mentally swagger when they walk onto the job site do not allow your least experienced people to speak to people outside of your company don't let them talk with inspectors or superintendents or owners because they will not represent you well and outsiders might gather an incorrect opinion as to the quality of your overall organization. Number two, know your job scope. Now, don't assume that you have to include an item simply because your client thinks that you should. Ask your project estimator to prepare a job summary of everything known by them to be included. Compare these items to the project specifications. Sometimes estimators overallow on the bid by assuming that something may be included. Confirm what is actually included according to the specs. Do not offer to do something for free simply because your estimator thought it might be included. If it's in the project documents, then you do it. Otherwise, you don't. Item number three, single issue items. Now each letter, RFI, memo, email, etc., written for the project should address one item only. Do not combine multiple issues into the same document. There should be no exceptions to this rule because it doesn't help your case, it doesn't help your cause. You might save a bit of time when you write the initial RFI or letter, 
but you'll ultimately spend more time later sorting out things. Number four, ASAP is a four-letter word. What do I mean? Team, stop using the term ASAP. When you need an item, you need it by a particular day. State what that date is. If you really need to know something tomorrow, you can't ask for it as soon as possible because your client might think that next week is as soon as it is possible. ASAP is something that other companies can do, other clients, other suppliers and subs, certainly not your team. It's a four-letter word. Number five, the magic of RFIs. Use RFIs whenever possible instead of using letters. Good RFIs always assign a priority. They discuss time and money consequences and leave the ball in the client's court by asking something like, how are we to proceed? Or something very similar to that. Ask the question. Indicate that money and schedule consequences may be an issue and conclude with, how are we to proceed? Set up your RFIs so that they are in your computer and they're easy to generate, each with its own RFI number. A smart PM will also track the number of days it takes for an RFI to be answered. Number six, control at the pre-con. Establish at the pre-construction meeting exactly how RFIs and change orders get handled. Don't be afraid to put the C, the change word, out there. What exactly has to happen before you can proceed? Who exactly has to sign? And then when exactly is it paid? Team, you can either ask now when it's not an issue, or you can beg later for your money. Which is smarter? Number seven, quantity and quality. Realize that you can't have too many good RFIs, letters, memos, change orders, and so on, especially if you ever get to court. Know this, if you ever proceed to a claim or to court, you will wish that you had lots of RFIs. So give yourself every advantage. Number eight, job book. Create a job book. Now a good job book is a three ring binder with at least these sections. A, scope of work, quantities, budget, cost codes. B, contract docs. C, letters to your firm. D, letters from your firm. E, inspection and survey requests. F, RFIs and log. G, change orders and log. These would be requests, proposals, requests for proposals, quotes, and so on. H, submittal log. I, billings. J, specs. Soils reports, permits, K, schedule. 
the job book is always up to date and can be carried by the PM into the field because the office has the same information as well. Number nine, numbering. All correspondence from your firm, whether they be letters, RFIs, quotes, change order requests, etc., get numbered, each with its own sequence. Now, this only sounds difficult, but once you set it up this way, you will wonder how you ever got along without it. Trust me on this one. Number 10, time and materials work. Team, please realize that when you perform some work on a T&M basis rather than on contract, the very best you can hope to achieve is to simply break even. That's the best. And some of the work, which you have reason to believe will be signed for, huh, it will not be signed for. And some of the work which is signed for will ultimately not be paid for. This seems to be some kind of a cosmic law, and everyone is affected by it. Don't be afraid to do TM work. Just remember how absolutely critical it is that every ticket be signed. You cannot be too anal about this. Teach this to your foreman. Okay, team, that's it for today. You can reach out to us by email, brickandblockpodcast at gmail.com. Spell out the word and, A-N-D, brickandblockpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. It's important. We want you here with us for every episode and particularly for the next episode. Now, for the Brick and Block Podcast, this is Coach Gary. Thanks for stopping by.